Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Pastor David Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor David teaches through God's Word. Love the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are gifts, right? God has given these things. They're good things that we would prophesy and speak in tongues and see signs and wonders and see God move and confirm Himself and show Himself in all these different ways. They're gifts. These are good things. But Jesus says the higher priority is that we would know His love and love Him and one another. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are awesome. Speaking in tongues, prophecies, and healing are all things that we get to be a part of. But is receiving those gifts Jesus' top priority? Today, Pastor David is going to remind you that Jesus wants you to understand his love for you and to love each other as he loves you. Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor David in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 as he begins his message, Embracing Identity. Today we're going to be continuing in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, going into all of chapter 3. I wanted to clarify a little bit that it, it has been on my heart for, the, for a little while now with the teaching to explain that the way that we're going through these, these chapters, these kind of longer stretches of, of Scripture, is intentional because it's been on my heart to, to be deliberate to be equipping us to be reading the Word for ourselves. You know, what, what Jesus explains in a few different places is that He's given the teachers as one gift among many gifts to equip the body to grow and to be a disciple for each of you to grow in learning from Jesus on your own and being taught by him from his word and to grow in being taught and led by him. That's what it means when we call Jesus Lord, Master, that we are being discipled, trained by him. And so that part of that is you getting into the scripture and reading it for yourself and having him teach you. And so I'm kind of intentionally trying to read through here in a way that you can just continue in the same format at home where you're just reading large enough chunks that you understand, that you get the sense of the context and what's being said and, and beginning to unpack it so that you can grow in the things that, that he has for you with that. And so last week we read the bulk of chapter two and looking into God's commission to us to preach the gospel and his explanation of his wisdom, God's wisdom. And now we're picking up in the middle of that train of thought, right? He's continuing. It's just one big letter to the Corinthians. 
So he's just continuing what he was saying about God's plan and God's love for us and and what he has revealed to us. And he says now in chapter 2, verse 13, these things we also speak not in words that human wisdom teaches, but in the words that the Holy Spirit teaches, bringing spiritual things to spiritual people, comparing spiritual, joining the spiritual with the spiritual. He brings the spiritual truths to us who have received the Holy Spirit. But the natural man, the appetitive, the, the self-centered part of us, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God because they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, but is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And I, brothers and sisters, could not speak to you, Paul says to the Corinthian church, as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to infants in Christ. I fed you with milk and not solid food, because until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able, because you are still carnal, because where there are strife and envy and divisions among you, are you not carnal, behaving like mere humans? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? This is a kind of tricky, kind of, kind of odd passage, which again, that's why I'm reading it in the broader context. It starts to make some, start to understand what he's saying. But I want to begin by clarifying that this distinction between the natural man and the spiritual man, the point that Paul's making in the context is not to exclude or to, to shame those who have not yet trusted in Jesus, but to rebuke Christians who aren't living the way God has called. And I'm making that clarification because if you're here and you have not yet trusted in Jesus, the point is not to, he's not trying to, to puff up. He's actually trying to humble the church and, and have us take responsibility for the things that God has taught us. But if you're here and you have not trusted in Jesus, Jesus made very clear that his, his reason for coming was not to condemn, but because we're already condemned. Apart from Jesus, we already need his forgiveness. And so he came to give forgiveness. He invites us to receive his forgiveness and cleansing and his spirit to give us understanding and even the power to walk in the things that he teaches. But if you're here and you have not trusted in Jesus... This is not meant to be excluding, but inviting you to know him. But now let me begin here by what he's actually talking about. He was explaining to the Corinthians that they were believers living in the flesh. And he's saying, this church, he had told them already, he's like, you overflow with gifts of the Spirit. He says, you prophesy and preach, speak in tongues, God works miracles among you. But he says, but you're not spiritual. It, like, it totally reframes what we would consider spiritual, I think, right? Like, but what he's saying is that they're not spiritual because they're arguing and indulging in the flesh. Matthew chapter 22, verse 35. Jesus says, one of, it tells us one of the Pharisees, a lawyer, an expert in the law, asked him a question to test Jesus and said, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. 
And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, it says, Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Cast out demons in your name. Do many wonders in your name. But I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. He says the fruit of their lives was not in line with the gifts, with the works. But in Galatians 5.22, he says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Point number one, true spirituality, according to Jesus, is love for God and one another. We love the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are gifts, right? God has given these things. They're good things that we would prophesy and speak in tongues and see signs and wonders and see God move and confirm himself and show himself in all these different ways. They're gifts. These are good things. But Jesus says the higher priority is that we would know his love and love him and one another. And later on in 1 Corinthians 13, he famously, you know, the love chapter talks about what love is and how much he's connecting that to the gifts. He's saying it's so much higher than, he's like, you can prophesy and speak in tongues and not actually know Jesus. He prioritizes that so much higher. And he tells us, in 1 John four nineteen, we love him because he first loved us. So we talked a lot about this last week. But he, our, our love for one another and even our love for God, he tells us it's meant to be supplied by our understanding of his love for us. Not that we would try to like whip ourselves up into emotion, but that we set our minds on what's true, that he loves us. We're so glad you tuned in today for today's message in the book of 1 Corinthians. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? 
It is. We need your support to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David, and thank you for joining us today. Tune in next time for another look at the book of 1 Corinthians here on Main Thing Radio. 